Don't you forget about listening to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. You didn't say what number it was. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. I don't usually. Mission identified. Oh, I did. The Breakfast Club, 1985. Co-hosts online. Shows you how much I paid. All systems nominal. It's okay, because all systems are still nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 93. There you go. Mr. Trigger Happy, what number is it? I'm sorry, what year is it? Uh, um can comment on the episode there. You can find links to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support the podcast on Patreon and PayPal. Uh, speaking of Patreon, for this episode, our hour reflux capacitor was, well, it just spent a Saturday morning being yelled at by its vice principal mechanic. Thanks to our patrons, Brian Keating, Deborah wow. Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and the secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your support. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and didn't deserve detention. Oh, I actually never good. got detention through school. You never got detention? Well, I was tardy once, but I never got detention. Got detention? Wow. Um, and I, I did, but I can't remember what it was for. Sorry, we weren't man, on Man, you rebel. Uh, and I predicted that The Breakfast Club would be a classic movie. Oh, interesting. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, and cohort in crime of high school crime. crimes, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, so you just never got caught for... No, detention. no. <laughs> Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul. Hi, Francisco. <laughs> Paul... Um, my uh, trivial question for you is John Hughes later said that his biggest regret about this film was using the breaking glass effect during the marijuana scene. I don't doubt it because that's one of my dislikes. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, and just to be clear, this wasn't in the very, very beginning with the shattering quote. This was when right. I think Emilio Estevez somehow yes. broke the glass. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Paul, what yes. have you broken in your life that you have the biggest regret about breaking? Oh my gosh, you would have to bring this. Up. <laughs> it's only because my dad's in the next room. Oh, really? okay. <laughs> so when I was about, let's heal three these wounds, four, Paul. Oh no, no, it's in the past. This was when I was like four or five. Around no, it's five or six years um, ago, or you were that old? No, I was that old. Okay, and uh, my parents went probably for like a Sunday afternoon nap or something like that. They mm -hmm. were taking a nap in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had a little uh, playground ball and I was bouncing it in the house. And they told me ton, tons of times before, don't bounce the ball in the house. Of don't. course. But you know, I'm a little older. I can control <laughs> a little more. Like what's the big deal? I wasn't going to like throw it as hard as I can against the wall, watch it bounce back and forth. You know, something could break, but whatever. <laughs> so I was bouncing it lightly, but I also was bouncing it very high up oh, to the okay. ceiling. And, oh, wow. And apparently there was an imported vase from Italy that they had uh, 
brought back that I didn't know that was that expensive until after I broke oh, it, and they man. informed me. So I really, I also regret breaking my streak in solitaire. Between those two, <laughs> I. <can't. laughs> Oh, uh, it's mine sweeper for me. Oh man, that's just on a, uh, such a streak there. No, not really. All right. Uh did you remember how how expensive it was? Nope. All right. Only that my my family was wasn't all that well off at that time, and that mm-hmm. was apparently I got the impression one of their more valuable possessions. That was your inheritance. No, oh, well, you there it goes. It. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> all right. Well, we do not have a uh a guest this time, unfortunately. We broke that streak. We broke that streak, yes. Uh, go back to episode, I don't recall, but our uh, A League of Their Own episode for our last uh, Me and Paul only episode. Oh, but that's no. okay. We've done it before, and we'll be just fine. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we did have people lined up, but they were unable to make it. Uh, I will go ahead and, just for for kicks, I will answer the next trivial question, just because I rarely get to. Oh, interesting. Director John Hughes said that the cast rehearsed the entire movie as if it was a play a few times before filming began. After the film was a hit, Hughes was asked to write the script as a play so high schoolers could perform it. Francisco, were you ever in any high school plays? Thanks for asking, Francisco. I never was in a, like a high school play per se. I was in actually a couple at two different churches a couple of productions of Godspell. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, which is a musical, but yeah. So that's that's my uh, theatrical you repertoire. You didn't wear the Superman shirt, did you? No, no what, I what wasn't Jesus. What part did you play? I, at the, fir- the first time I was uh, John the Baptist, so in the very beginning, then I, I didn't become Judas. Someone else took that. And then the second time... I was just someone in the back, or just another the character. The tree. Were you Zacchaeus, where he climbs no. up? No. Oh. Wow. Um, I was singing, a, I had a solo song, though, and I really shouldn't have had that solo. I was so off-key. It's fine. I understand. The lack of options. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, lack of predictions. Paul, what did you predict? Yes. Uh, also a classic. Movie. Also a classic. All right. We'll Let's see what pans out. Though. Exactly. Um, will you enter the course for Alice, please, Paul? Sure, Alice. Since it's just me and Francisco, let's go back to the year 1985 <laughs> and have a discussion of back to the breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, let's have uh, some fun and games and, and announcements afterwards. Very good, very good. Alice, whenever you have find the target. Please let us know. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Their parents expect them to make good. And our school is going to give a scholarship to discipline case. Their school expects them to be bad. Let's find out how tough you are. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Nobody expects them to become friends. You want to talk? Go away. But that's just what they're going to do. Why are you being so nice to me? Because you're letting me. The Breakfast Club. Rated R. Sneak preview, February 8th and 9th at select theaters. 
Yes. Uh, don't forget about me. And here's what we didn't forget about our memories. Well, I, I guess that makes sense. You wouldn't really forget your memories. Unless you here's had a traumatic accident. didn't forget about the breakfast club. Because they asked us not to forget. That's true. I, I should just let you do these segues, Paul. Anyway. No. Five different school... Five... <laughs> Five different high school teen stereotypes are stuck together for Saturday detention. The group gets to know each other while trying to cause trouble for the teacher watching them. They argue over their differences. Then they realize they aren't so different after all. They bond over understanding each other's struggles. And the bad boy walks on the football field with his fist raised high. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't think... I think there's some ambiguity over whether he was uh, the teacher or a vice principal or a principal. But oh, that's I, true. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, that's since it's just ambiguous. I'm not even gonna accept it. That's we remember that this movie cold. Good job. Well, we also didn't get very too detailed about. Hey, like, hey, hey, hey! Let's <laughs> let's let's enjoy our our, our mountaintop experience. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Paul, will you please tell us how this movie was technically made? Right. The Breakfast Club is a meal they served at Denny's from the year 1992 to 1994. It included eggs, ham, and bacon, and a stack of pancakes, also a side of uh, hash browns and a cup of coffee. They later called it uh, their Slam Grand... I'm hungry Grand now, Slam. Paul, but I want to find out about the movie The Breakfast um, Club. Thank you very much. All, all that is made up. Sorry for okay. Denny's fans. <laughs> <laughs> the Breakfast Club is uh, rated R and runs an hour and 37 minutes. And it was released in the theaters on February 15th of 1985 in the U.S. of A. So this is a Valentine's movie for all you lovebirds out there, apparently. It was written and directed by John Hughes and uh, it stars Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy, and uh, Paul Gleason, of course, plays the bull that you don't want to mess with. Otherwise, you get the horns. <laughs> nice, Paul. And I want to mention that John Hughes also directed and wrote a uh, couple other movies we have uh, covered on the show they were uh, uh, Uncle Buck which you can find at retrorewindpodcast.com slash 81 and he wrote uh, Home Alone slash 71 as well as he directed and wrote Ferris Bueller's Day Off which we, we will be covering in our upcoming I believe it'll be episode 95 so it's not there yet as when you're hearing this if you're hearing this like the day it came out but if you're hearing it like a few months have gone by then probably seek out 95 for Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, Emilio Estevez was also in The Mighty Ducks which we covered in Slash 56 and Ali Sheedy was also in Short Circuit which we covered in 61 and War Games which was uh, episode sla- or slash, 50, slash 86 so lots of returner, returning directors and actors in this one. Well, I guess not a lot, but a lot of movies we've covered with these with these people in them. I'm surprised we haven't covered Anthony Michael Hall because he was in a lot of the 80s ones. Well, wasn't he mostly in Brat Pack stuff, though? Well, yeah, but he was also, wasn't he Weird Science? And he was in Brat like, Pack. Uh, all right, the original Vacation movies. And- a John Hughes movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, he's the leader of the Brat Pack. Apparently, I guess. I oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, this movie, the budget was about a million dollars and went on to gross over $51 million worldwide. Ooh. Well done, Breakfast Club. That's yeah. a heck of a return. Yeah. People must have liked it or something. Like the police, they're after it. They want it now. Got to catch them all. Pokemon? Wow. Uh, all right. Thank you, Paul, for those technicals. Uh, now let's go ahead and just get into the things we really liked about The Breakfast Club. I'll let you begin us. So start off slow. One of the uh, little things that I liked, uh, at the beginning when they're dropping off the kids, Anthony Michael Hall's character, um, shoot, I forget the character Brian. name. Brian. Uh, the mom is dropping them off and the sister is there. And they felt like like a real family dynamic, especially mm-hmm. with the, like the little sister going, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> as annoying as that is, but you know, it felt real and honest. Yeah, and I I actually liked. I felt like the the intro, him reading the letter, and also um, how they introduced each character as they came on to the school campus, really just gave you us a lot of foreshadowing of who they were, and you sort of you immediately almost knew who these people were going to be. Um, just yeah. from their little slices of family life and or just what they're wearing and how they were getting to school. So yeah. I liked, I definitely like that. Yeah. Um, though I, well, I'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, something else that uh, sort of speaking similar to um, the opening scene, this sort of plays into that. I thought it was kind of funny that Andy, who is played by Emilio um, Estevez and is the wrestler or the jock of the f- five stereotypes, uh, his dad was all about winning yes. with him. And Gordon Bombay's father figure coach, Lane Smith, was all about the W. <laughs> winning. winning. And yeah, his right. brother, Charlie, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> is all about winning. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. Wow. <laughs> it's like the trifecta. Yeah. Um, poor me uh, stuck in the middle of the winning triangle. Um, but I'm glad he learns that winning is not the most important thing. Mm. Just putting the right amount of makeup on a girl is apparently. Well, oh, I'm sorry. We're not put it on I there. know, but that's what he, anyway. We'll, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, since you mentioned it, I like that they got together. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Angie and Allison, yes. I, 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 I thought it made I, sense. I thought... It w- to me, it didn't, but okay. I can see... I thought it was unexpected, out of the blue. It's like, well, she's never really shown any interest in him, but I can see why he never shown any interest in her because she was like, he was like, oh, this is something new, and I kind of like what I see, but she, I don't know why. She shows interest in him throughout, I felt like. I really? felt like the, I it was mutual. Um, like oh, when they're walking all. in the hall and she's the one, I th- I feel like she's the one who's always looking at him most of the time or, uh, I can't, I, I can't remember now, but I, f- I feel like there's a well, lot he, more. He's the one who asked her, well, how's your home life? Is it really, really bad or whatever? Like, yeah, they had that, you know, one-on-one time, but that mm-hmm. wasn't like any romantic. Well, yeah, I'm, of course it's, I don't. That's why I felt like it was so real. It didn't like just start off romantic. It started off as just like 
we don't know each other. Let's sort of get to know each other because we've never talked in school or anything. And then, oh, you seem you seem interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Let's go make out in the <sighs> parking lot as our parents are picking us up. I'm sorry, I jumped a little too much for me. All right. Well, in the context of the movie, though, it's not like they started kissing right off the bat. Well, after you know, this isn't a TV series. You can't stretch it out, laffy taffy style. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, doesn't mean I enjoyed it. That's but okay. Oh, okay, I just want to make my point. Oh no, you're more than welcome. Okay, make your point of something else you like, Paul. Uh, at the beginning, it shows one of the great things about low budget films is you can get away with a lot more, mm-hmm. and apparently, especially in the eighties. Okay, as Judd Nelson's character John Bender is walking to the school. Uh huh. He almost gets hit by one of the cars of the other cars of the kids dropping mm-hmm. him off. Mm-hmm. But that looked like it came so close. <laughs> like it could have easily something bad could have happened. But yeah. I was like yeah, that. I I was really impressed by how they were able to pull that scene off. Yeah. Um, yes. There, there, there were some things where I'm like, why did you it seem like you spent a lot on this? And I don't really understand why, but. Yeah, I felt like they did. They worked great within their, for the most part, within their budgetary restrictions. I mean, all that to say, I, I thought for they didn't. I honestly don't know what I'm trying to say. I just felt like it seemed like okay. You, if you told me it was a million dollars, yeah, I'd buy that. Given what this movie was, so yeah. I, I think good the job. Sets being, weren't like uh, all like sci-fi and everything. <laughs> yeah. What are aliens doing in the background? This makes no sense. Um, but I love it. But I love it. Wow. Love how it's they like made it's the... in the future with all that smoke <laughs> and fog and dirt. Fight me, Paul. <laughs> um, what's something... Well, let's just go with something else you liked. Um, I, I, this is, I've seen this movie several times, but for some reason I didn't catch this until this showing, hmm. but... You know, at the beginning, how I said uh, Anthony Michaels Hall, the family, the the mom and sister drop him off, but the person that picks him up uh-huh. is not his mom and sister; it's his dad, and it's a little cameo by John Hughes, the yeah. director and writer. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, that was cool. Um, I actually i I didn't know that watching it. I read that in the trivia, but I thought that was cool mm. that he had a cameo there. Yeah. Um, I also liked how their license plate was EMC two, or oh, e- nice equals MC squared. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't catch that. Good job. Thanks. I try. Uh, I also liked sort of going to the overall character performances. I really thought the range of Judd Nelson as John Bender was. Mm-hmm. I I felt like he was really good in terms of showing both like empathy towards some of the characters sometimes and then just hating them other times being fearful of the principal when he's all alone just all this i felt like he he did a great job of portraying all these different emotions that a kid that comes from what seemingly is a very abusive home Mm. would be struggling with yeah in fact that's my classic maker bam (laughs) it's not just the John Bender character, but I thought I thought all five actors did a good job acting, basically showing when the characters themselves finally opened up mm-hmm. and and had that. It felt like a 
honest portrayal of that character type for each person. Mm-hmm. And so, and and the quite the range. Like I thought, like Emilio Estevez telling that story about taping the buns together. Mm-hmm. But he's, I said this could be very funny, or he could have done it. But he said it with such conviction, and it was like believability in there. And I thought all the all the actors portrayed it in a way with such honest believability. Mm-hmm. Well, you you spoke on my classic maker, which was Emilio Estevez sharing why he was. In detention, and along with Judd Nelson sharing what his home life was like. Just there, there for, for yes, I agree. All five were good, but those two in particular, I I felt like they were very efficacious. I think that's the right word. They were very effective. They affected oh, okay. me um, emotionally. Just I, I felt very drawn in by their yeah. performances, um, yeah. and yeah, they just felt very honest and real. Um, but you, you mentioned how you liked all five performances, and I, I've that brings me to, to something else I liked, which I feel like who's anyone watching this can probably relate to someone in this group. Like you can find at least one character that you relate to, um, for the most part. I mean, certainly not one to one, but did you did you find there's a particular character you uh, thought, oh, that's kind of me in high school? Well, I guess in some ways. I, where this movie excels at is that we can find a little bit in each of the characters. Oh, that's a good point. I guess that's the overall moral of the of yeah. the movie, huh? But I guess there is one more you identify more with, but there's certainly not one I I like, oh, that was me. You're totally Bender, aren't you? Well, if you're talking <laughs> about the robot from Futurama, you're really close. <laughs> that totally was like throwing me. The whole time, I like I wanted to laugh whenever they said Bender. I'm like I'm expecting the Futurama robot, but you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, why did you get detention, Paul? I don't remember. Oh, uh, okay. But one of the frustrating things is that we never found out why the pathological liar got detention because she's a pathological liar. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, unless you go she, with she was just there because she had nothing else to do. But yeah, yeah but, how do you know that's not a lie? Yeah, you don't. Oh, man. And she's a klepto. Sorry. Well, is that is that true? I mean, we see her do it, but is she just pretending a la, what oh. about Bob? Oh, interesting. Oh, she and Bob. <laughs> we should. I wonder if they're in the same family. Maybe. But I certainly liked her a lot more than Bob. Bob? Oh. Yeah, go back to... Uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 88 for my thoughts on What About Bob. A great, great movie. Yeah. Um, I recommend it. Uh, and apparently, yeah, the, I think overall the podcast recommended it, but not so much me. Anyway, back to The, the Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. <laughs> uh, those are pretty much the, the That's things all I, had I liked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the dialogue was good, some of it um, throughout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seemed, I, I felt like they each passed to one another in a very real way. Like, almost, yeah. like how teenagers like, well, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Why would I ask my parents about this and see what they think and get true wisdom when I could ask my friends about what they think about a given topic? Get enough my soapbox. Okay. Um, uh, sounded like you were in a different section there. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, before we get to the things we didn't like about this movie, 
Uh, we like to go out to Facebook and Twitter and say, hey, everyone, what do you remember uh, about this movie? How would you rate it, etc., etc.? Um, so I would like to share first from Facebook. Uh, Ryan Jackson said, if I remember right, didn't Judd Nelson eat his own snot? I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. There was something in the trivia regarding that, though, so I think so. But I, yeah, I, Do you I don't remember what the trivia said, or mm. just said something similar. It's something about that. Yeah, I, I don't remember for sure though. Uh, then Christopher Battle said the Maya Ducks coach when he was in high school, uh, where they were all eating lunch. I enjoy putting crunchy things like chips in my sandwich. It is a classic, but will probably be read as more of a nostalgic. Oh, let's see if that that uh, uh, was a foretelling. Let's see if that prediction, your prediction, comes to pass, Christopher. Uh, Valerie Powers said, classic, of course. Uh, Steve Klein said, it came out in the mid-80s, LOL. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for adding to the conversation there, Stephen. (laughs) Uh, Then, uh, I'm guessing Jesus, but maybe just Jesus. Rittenhouse said, the lipstick boob thing. All right. Yeah, that is fairly memorable. And then uh, uh, Danae Berg said, first in the air, final shot. Oh, <laughs> fist in the air, final shot. Don't you but forget wait, wait, about wait, wait. me. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt. That's don't, what I don't, do. don't interrupt, Paul. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I got sidetracked in my thoughts <laughs> and I was weird on that particular one. Okay. Uh, so thank you to Ryan, Christopher, Valerie, Stephen, Jesus, and Danae for your Facebook feedback on The Breakfast Club. And then I will say this. I think that might be a typo because Judd Nelson says, eat my shorts. And that, oh, so it could be Judd eat, Nelson said, eat my shorts, eat my but shorts, not eat my snot. Oh, well, Maybe. I, uh, I mean, that sounds like something he would say. I don't remember that from the movie particularly, but yeah. Uh, may I continue, Paul? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay now you can. Oh, okay. Uh, then from Twitter, Diego, who is at a Latina lawyer, said Emilio Estevez's character was relatable, even though I wasn't, uh, I wasn't popular or an athlete. Father-son dynamic was well told. Definitely agree with that. Well, I don't know about the father-son dynamic being well told. I mean, I guess he talked about it. Yeah, it just didn't seem like we got much um, of the father's perspective. I I mean, that's not what this movie is about, obviously, but I guess if I would have wanted that if you were talking about the father-son dynamic. I'll take your silence as agreement, Paul. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was reading an article on 20 <laughs> things you probably didn't know about the Breakfast Club. Oh, at least it was on point. I thought you were just, yeah. I was reading here, Francisco. I'm bored. <laughs> no, 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 because it all started with, I started Googling Judd Nelson and Eat Snot, and uh, nothing okay. popped up. The only thing that popped up was Eat Short. So anyway. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. That's I'm paying attention. Wow, oh, doesn't even pay attention to his own podcast. <laughs> So, uh, and thank you, Diego, for your comment on Twitter. Now let's get to the things that we didn't like so much. 
about the Breakfast Club. You know, we we wish that uh, the fast never broke because these things had to happen. Uh, uh, uh. Or that we clubbed them to death. Uh. <laughs> Single ah there. All right. Uh, I'll start us off. Uh, what high school, and this sort of goes against what we were talking about, the the budget and seemingly like they, they stated they did a good job using their budget for what they were making the movie for. What high school has a library that elaborate? That seemed like a, like a local, like neighborhood library scale of elaborate, like two stories, tons of books, a statue. I, that just seemed like no high school has a library that nice. Well, I think it was shot on location, but I could be wrong. Turns out they the they wanted to use an actual library, but it wasn't big enough, so they actually built that in a gymnasium. Oh, uh, that makes more sense. Hey, this just in, Travis Berg mm-hmm. commented, oh. the scene where they keep trying to prop the door open with the chair oh. fares terribly. <laughs> so apparently he liked that? I don't know. Maybe he hated it. He doesn't say. He doesn't say. We'll assume he liked it, I think. All right. Yeah, I'll assume I hated it. Okay. Because what kind of door actually acts like that? Yeah, I mean, that must have a lot of hydraulic pressure on it to just, like, fling out a chair. Yeah, yeah I and don't And speaking that. of which, that whole scene where he gets the... This is actually is my, my first of the dislikes. Yeah, yeah. Where he, he gets uh, Emilio Estevez's character to, like... Put the magazine rack. I mean, honestly, can't find a chair to prop it open. Well, he tried the chair and it flung and, it out. Oh, yes, I know. But what the way he didn't try the chair, he just, I'll just put it here. Oh, okay. You know, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Try to make that work. And what really got me is the, the supervisor, the teacher, whatever he was, mm-hmm. is so unrealistically against them. I felt because he, especially when he talks to the jock, says, I expected more out of you. You know, when he was doing just what he was told anyway. Well, you know? Yeah, but do you think they. It's like. Do you think. uh, Go ahead. Well, so this movie is from the the teenager's perspective. So do you think it's almost. Like, have you seen. You've seen the movie 300, right, Paul? Yeah. Okay, so in that movie, they sort of. Um, uh, use hyperbole in terms of like when the when the Spartans see like the rhinos and elephants and these like huge beasts that are way bigger than they actually are, because it's sort of told as like this big myth. This is like what they if you were telling like a big fish story, this is how you sort of like uh, exaggerate it. So I wonder oh. if if this is. Supposed to be like from their perspective of high schoolers, he the, he is an exaggerated version of a vice Very principal. Very exaggerated, and I didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> that's completely fair. Um, yeah, I, I he I, I he was definitely an off-putting character to me. I, I agree with you. He seemed like he was out to get several of them, especially Bender. Um, but I mean, if you're there, and I I want to assume he's getting paid. For being there on a Saturday, it's not just like he's doing it. Salary, maybe. Well, yeah, I guess that could be. But even well, that's a good point. And yeah, I guess if he's like the vice principal or principal, he probably gets paid more than teachers. So it makes sense to have him be the one who has to be there. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, fine. Apparently, he wants to spend a lot of time with John Bender. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, there's an interesting theory uh, on the trivia I, I uh, read that it could be that the reason John Bender was uh, kept after getting detentions was just because he would preferred that to being at home. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The principal definitely seemed to be on Bender's case a lot of the time. And speaking of Bender, though, I he just made me uncomfortable so much in this movie, especially when he how he talks to Claire. Oh, yeah. Just his sexual overtones just just yeah. were really, yeah, made me feel very uncomfortable. And I, I felt so bad for her having to like be in that very right. essentially sexual harassment zone. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to come out and say this. I don't like the fact, like, they get together in the end. Thank because you. The The first thing he says is, hey, go shut the door and let's get the prom queen impregnated. I know. Oh, my That's, gosh. And then he yells at her, we will never get together and all this stuff. And so, yeah, I get it. I know that, oh, it, it's... It's very realistic when you look at, especially in high school, how does she wind up with a guy like him? How, what does she see in him? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, the girls like the bad boys and oh, things. Oh, that's what he means. Not, okay, I thought you were talking about just how his, how he, him as a character, John Bender as a character, like, that's very real in high school. And it probably is, sadly, but. Yeah. But you but mean I, the, okay, yeah, them getting together. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, like, why Claire would join him in the closet at the end. Yeah, I don't get that either. And this is the same guy who, he she gives one of his, her diamond earrings to him. This is the same guy who ragged on her diamond earrings and was Mm -hmm. making fun of her for it. It's Mm -hmm. like, but yet I understand it happens that they do get together and it's a reflection of some reality somewhere. But that doesn't mean I like it. I didn't like it either. That was one of the things I did not like. That it didn't make sense to me that they're connected at the end since he just seems so abusive toward her. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I get some girls are attracted to that. But that doesn't Why? make it right. It totally isn't right. Sheesh. Um, she deserves better. There, I said it. Boom. Um, sure. I mean, everyone <laughs> deserves. But I mean, well, what do we really deserve, Paul? Well... We all deserve worse. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know where you're coming from, though. Yeah. Uh, in the context of the universe of the movie, yes. yes. Um, something else. Uh, well, so you didn't like that either. Uh, but what was something else you didn't like? Um, I didn't like the fact that not a single person, except for maybe the janitor, has any character in this movie. At one point, every character goes through this thought process. Uh, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, moral character. Yes. Okay. I think I meant, like, they all seem like they had a lot of character. <laughs> no, no. Any moral character. Uh, no moral okay. backbone to them. Got because it. the kind of person I was in high school would be like, oh, if you want to be stupid, then yeah, you go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, I'd have the most boring movie out there. <laughs> I get it. It's a movie. I get it. And most teenagers are followers and they will do, even if they don't want to, 
they're or you know there's they struggle with oh yeah i probably shouldn't go smoke the boy can barely say marijuana and then he goes and tries it you know Mm -hmm. so there are people like that i understand that but i'm not one of those people so i didn't i couldn't follow well at least relate in the question that you were asking earlier I don't like, who do you relate? Oh, you said, oh, oh in that terms. Oh, okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. With the most, it was like none because even though I did get detention, I wouldn't be um, following him in the hallways when I should be there. In yeah, the- and that's one of the things that frustrated me the most. I felt like um, who was the last to leave when he went to smoke the marijuana? Was it Brian or was it Andy? I think it was Brian. Well, you notice that Ali Sheedy's character didn't follow him. Yeah. Neither did... Uh, yeah, I think it was only Ali Sheedy's character that didn't. Yeah, I think it was the song, which I appreciated because that's more realistic. Not everybody follows the crowd. True, very true. So, so you relate to that. Ali Sheedy because you have a lot of dandruff. Well, that too, but Head and Shoulders <laughs> helped clear that up. Thank you, Head and Shoulders. Sell some blue is also good for that. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Uh, how we derailed there? Um. Anyway, uh, I you know I I felt like Brian shouldn't have followed and gone too because he did seem way more reserved and it didn't seem like the thing. I guess he probably just wanted to fit in. He did seem in right. that terms of that character. Um, yes. In terms of a moral compass, though, I honestly felt like he he still uh, Emilio Estevez's Andy. Yeah. Given his story of why he was in detention, I feel like he definitely has one. He doesn't listen to it. But I, I got the sense that he, he felt a lot of shame and guilt over what he had done. And you don't feel that if you don't have any sense of morality. No, not that. But the fact that he is an athlete and they are told time and time again not to smoke marijuana. Back but then, yet though? He go- oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was never an athlete, so I don't know. Well, even I know, I know, you know, know some athletes. I know people. Yeah, and I know there are athletes that do smoke marijuana. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it doesn't bother me. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But they know, like the the runners and the wrestlers and the the football players and the baseball players. I've talked with them, and I've they know Everyone. like every single one of them. They <laughs> know like even to like not drink soda because it hurts the stomach while playing, you know. Oh, yeah. But they still do it anyway. I know. Oh, okay. 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 And so, but Emilio Estevez is one of those people who is a follower and is doing everything to, you know, to get a good scholarship, to be in in a sports thing. So why would he jeopardize that for smoking? He doesn't seem his character doesn't seem like oh. he would smoke marijuana. Oh, that's a you good because that could well, jeopardize his. But I thought the whole point career. was he wanted to jeopardize it, and that's why he did this thing to get in detention because he doesn't want. He's trying to rebel against his father. He doesn't care about so much gaining a scholarship. I thought that was the his his impetus. Maybe, but it, it could have been explored more. Okay, I'll but give anyway. you that. Yeah. Um, though, speaking of that, I felt like the movie didn't, had a good, I know this is more like section, but had a good pace. It didn't seem to drag at all. No, but it did switch a lot. Like, oh, now they're in the library. Oh, now they're in the hall. Now they're going back to the library. Now they're in the hallway again. What? Oh, I thought they were supposed to stay put, but it didn't drag. You're right. Yeah. 
but I thought for 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 a movie that they're supposed to take place all in one room, it sure moves around a lot. <laughs> That's a good point. It it didn't seem. I mean, I guess I don't know. It feels like they could have figured out a way to get the marijuana there, like Bender just having it on his person. Instead, but that of, was so funny. It was like Brian's got it down his shorts. Oh, oh. <laughs> <He was like, laughs> that part was funny. But they could he could have still given it to him for hiding during that time. Sure. I just, yeah, but I, I'm just trying to say I agree with you that it seems a little ridiculous that they all left just to get that, then all to just get back. And yeah, though I guess it does it. give Bender a hero moment of like, I'll sacrifice myself for the rest of you. Yeah. So that, that is a little be nice. an airborne ranger. I'm oh, yeah. going <laughs> to live a life of danger. <laughs> I thought it would have been hilarious if he got back to the library. I was like, what? I've been here this whole time. Yeah. Um, but alas... Uh, I didn't like that that didn't happen. Um, something else I didn't like was um, the vulgarity. Uh, like all the F words and S words was just off the chain in this movie. Oh, really? my God. I, I thought, thought it was like pretty it was. accurate. Well, what high school did exactly. you go to? <laughs> exactly. Well, honestly, I didn't hang out. A bu- pro- I guess I didn't hang out in the crowds that felt like the need to just be very vulgar all the time. I certainly ran into that, but I was like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks very much. See you later. Um, that's me. I, I Like I've discussed a plenty on past episodes, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, that language for the most part. Uh, especially here where it was a lot of anger uh, used oh, in a very angry it. way. They... It it made sense from the character. I didn't like listening to it though, and oh, okay. I've, I yeah, that makes sense. Um, but and I I also wasn't expecting that for some reason. I don't know why. I think because I had like yeah, Ferris Bueller thinking, on the brain and like Uncle Buck, Home yeah. Alone. Like oh well, those those certainly didn't have that level. So I I'm, went in thinking this was PG thirteen. Didn't realize it was yeah, radar. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, when when Bender starts dropping f bombs, I'm like. I think this is an R. Yeah, the first time he slipped it in there, I was like, "Oh, okay." They they it was a subtle one, so I see that's why it's PG thirty. Oh, that's a hard one. Okay, <laughs> but I think you're allowed to. Okay, and then there's the third and one. Are like, okay, this is rated R. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, did did you just? But it sounds like you just thought that just made it feel more of a real. More real yeah. a movie as opposed to taking away. Not from a that. real movie. No, it didn't take me out of it. It did take me out of it, r- wondering what rating it is. Okay, <laughs> but it didn't take. It didn't seem like oh, why, why they wouldn't really be like this. Cussing. What that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll um, tell you what doesn't happen, but I'll save that for my tragic maker. Not yet, though. Oh, okay. Well, I'm at my tragic maker. Oh, good. I have one before Go my tragic it. maker. This was almost my tragic. But I feel there are way there are moments that are way too silly. Hmm. Which also wouldn't like the, happen. Like the dancing. There we go. I bet I was about to say I bet I have three. I bet you could name at least two. Okay. So the dancing, dancing I thought was fun. Don't get me wrong. The dancing, here's what I didn't buy about the dancing one. Oh, I thought okay. was too silly. Yeah. John Bender's character oh. to dance so close to Brian and yeah. Emilio when they're doing that 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 walking thing. It looks cool, but his character at that moment would not get that close 
But they're high. Aren't they high right before that? Yes, and they're enjoying the music, but I don't think that he would get that. I could see that, yeah. I could see where it's like, okay, but that's stretching it. Yeah. Like, he would get up and dance. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's fine, but let's all be buddy chummy chummy and do this move together Mm -hmm. is like, that's a little too much for me. Okay, that's one. Okay, so I got two others. So I'll guess the Captain Crunch and the sandwich and the sugar and the pixie sticks, all that. No, that's oh, great. Okay. I think that adds. I mentioned it before, and that was the breaking of the glass of the of the oh, okay. marijuana scene. That's gonna be my next guess, but yes, okay. Yeah, sorry, I took that away. Um, oh, let me. Oh, let me guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, him falling through the roof. Nope. Uh, but okay, go go. What is it? When they're all whistling together, that just kind of took me out of the movie. Huh. It's like that's kind of random. I get that they're bored, but it's kind of too silly. All right, for... I'll, I'll give you that. All right. So that was the thing you that wasn't your classic maker. That was just your last dislike. That yeah, it wasn't my tragic maker. Okay. Well, my tragic maker was just how ugly, just how just verbally ugly Andy, Claire, and John are to each other in the first act of this movie. I mean, it's I understand it establishes. Their the beginning of their arcs and where they I mean it's so it's kind of a necessary evil to show how they grow through the movie, but it is just really hard for me to watch how mean and just ugly they like I said ugly they were to each other. Oh, that's interesting because that's one of the things I liked because I thought it was being honest to their character. They and, they were actually opening up and being honest. I wouldn't about say they're that ugliness. Yeah. Yeah, but. It but just, I appreciated that. Where I can see it's a little too much for for some. I'm and a sensitive flower, so, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I said what I was going to say. So that is the thing that, okay. I, and, and honestly, there was, uh, it's a bit hard for me to find a tragic maker because I felt like there wasn't anything that was like, oh, my gosh, there was no it's, Gutman moment to this. Um, so the, but you, that's the thing that bothered me the most, I yeah. suppose. Here's a tragic maker to me, and this would never happen. Okay. Because I know I've been in detention <laughs> in every single high school out there in all the years. Tell me the reality, Paul. A supervisor would never leave the room. Oh. Ever. Well, I mean, maybe for a few minutes, take a break, go to the bathroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they would be shortly back. Okay. So the fact that he leaves is one big thing. The fact that he can't hear them is an they're screaming at each other and eventually he oh, kind of yeah. looks over and he's like, huh? And he goes back and they continue screaming at that. No, no. They're walking and running and talking in the halls and those halls are loud. Like, That's have you ever point. been there? Yeah. He, yes, I have th- been in high school and uh, high school hall. Paul. Yeah. So when you run down that, you can hear that. You don't have to scream, I'm gonna, you know, in order for someone yeah. to come looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, mm-hmm. that it just doesn't, I understand without that, you really have no movie, you know, <laughs> as far as like they would never be yelling and open and honest with each other. Yeah. But it's it would never happen. Yeah, and why would they have detention in a library? It seems like a classroom is more of an app site, especially for that few number of kids. Um, I I can see that happening. Though I can see it happening. It could be a classroom or a library or thing, especially if the 
a lot of t- what's weird this didn't happen in my school i don't know where he said you can't do homework you can't do anything mm-hmm. what we did in detention was homework oh, okay. like and if you don't have homework here's like some things like for you to go through some writing exercises that kind of thing mm-hmm. so the fact that they weren't allowed to do anything didn't make sense to me yeah. but i can see other schools may not have that mm-hmm. but why they built a library out of a gym, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know either. Uh, but that's uh, all the things that we didn't like about the Breakfast Club. Uh, so now that we've entered all our uh, targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate The Breakfast Club a classic? We'd recommend anyone go go out and watch this movie, whether you've seen it before or not. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend you rewatch this movie. So if you haven't seen it, don't seek it out. And Or a tragic, we'd recommend you don't watch this movie again, whether or not you've seen it before. Paul, let's begin with you. How do you rate The Breakfast Club? Wow. Going into this... I was all set to rate this a nostalgic because I felt it was too silly at times. Or but you too... predicted classic. Yeah, because oh. but I going predicted, into... but going in, I was all set, uh, going into the recording of this podcast. Oh, I see. Okay. Sorry. I was all set to go to rate it nostalgic because mm-hmm. of its silly moments or unbelievable moments just peppered all throughout it. Sure. But after talking more about it, um. Yeah, I think everyone should at least give it a shot because I know there will be people that love it, like my wife. Mm. I mean, who just loves it, mm. and there will also be people that that don't. They're like, "Oh, this is too much for me." You know, like this doesn't make sense or whatever. Mm. Or I don't like the fact how they get into each other with people they just don't know. You know what I mean? They yeah. Just met. Mm. But at least it should. I think everyone should at least give it a shot because you might really like it. Okay. So I'm going to have to rate it classic. Wow, okay. The round table does make a difference, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe it's, it's my mood. <laughs> <laughs> or that's fine. Uh, oh, and I forgot um, one other comment, which I will insert here. I apologize. Uh, previous guest host Nate Henderson also said, definite classic for me. I saw it while going to high school in the mid-90s. But it it still nailed a majority of high schoolers' fears, struggles, and dreams 10 years after the fact. Great writing. All right. Thank you, Nate. Uh, Sorry for missing that before. How do I rate The Breakfast Club? Well, you know what? I'm going to rate it nostalgic. All right. Dropping down from classic. Because it's fine to rewatch, I suppose. I feel like there's other teen movies that though maybe not as authentic have a bit more heart and are a bit more fun and just Mm. more enjoyable to watch and that's Mm. one of the key things for me which I haven't mentioned in a while is just how much I enjoy watching a movie and that dictates a lot of how I rate it classic nostalgic or tragic Um, I would have an example like yeah I actually I did think ahead and came up with examples if I can find them Uh, so I would it's not a one for one, but I would much rather watch the movie Accepted. 
Um, I don't know if I've Justin seen Justin Long. Oh, my gosh, Paul. Go and see that movie now. Uh, but oh, that's the college one. It's the college one. Yeah, that's why oh, I said it. Oh, that preview looked dumb. Have you seen it, though? I don't know. I don't think so. It's okay. I, it's much better it's, than Breakfast Club. It's certainly not as deep as Breakfast Club. I'll it's, give it that just based <laughs> on the preview, <laughs> the trailer. And 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 uh, there's lots of S words, so there is that similar vulgarity if you want that. Oh, it's the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah. So that's one of me and Christy, my wife's, I guess, guilty pleasures, guilty-ish pleasures, is uh, The Breakfast Club. You don't feel that the guilty. Breakfast <laughs> Accepted. So. Um, the new guy, kind of, sort of, not quite as much as accepted, but... You like the new guy more than The Breakfast Club? I find it more enjoyable to watch on okay. the whole. Okay. Yeah. I disagree. That's I'm fine. Uh, for what? I said I disagree, folks. That, that, like I said, that's completely fine. Sorry. Um, but yeah, nostalgic for me. But you know what? Um, like I said, I, I, we had guests lined up. Otherwise, I would have, if we knew it was just going to be me and Paul, I would have said, "Hey, listeners, you're going to be the third, the uh, de facto guest host. How do you rate this movie?" And so I'm going to kind of do that now, even though we didn't get ratings from everybody, but it seemed like everyone who did rate it rated it classic, mm. except for Christopher, which said he thought it was a classic, but would probably, he predicted we would say nostalgic. But given that uh, Valerie said classic, he said classic, uh, Nate said classic, I'm going to say, according to the Retro Rewind podcast and its listeners, The Breakfast Club is a disputed classic movie. All right. All right. Uh, so go check this out if you have not seen it before, or if you're in the mood for a, a teen jaunt, pop this one back in again. All righty. What if you're in the mood for a teen joint? I think Bender <sighs> has extras. Sure, sure Paul. <laughs> <sighs> Try and keep this podcast highbrow and then take it there. I see how it is. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the listeners uh, who voted uh, this movie, uh, not uh, me. All right. Else. Uh, please bring us back to our own time and engage NewTube. NewTube systems engaged. Uh, all right. So what's new on our tube? Whether it's a new book, a new movie, a new TV show, a new sketch comedy troupe, whatever. Uh, Paul, what's new on your tube? Okay, so not very new for most people. But okay. the thing that's been new on my tube is I've been playing a Sudoku game app oh, okay. on my phone. <laughs> so. so are you new to Sudoku? or um, I played it before, but I really got into it lately with this app. Oh, so. interesting. What's the name of the app? It's called Sudoku or Sudoku 2 by Fine Arts. Okay. So... Uh, Let's go check them out. All right, cool. Um, so I'm kind of in a similar boat. My new tube is also probably has been played by several people because it's from 2004, but it's the game Cave Story. Oh, I have heard of it. So it's kind of a Metro Metroidvania-style game, though not quite as much uh, backtracking. Um, it's a bit more linear than uh, one of those games. 
Uh, but it's it's styled in very much like a 16-bit SNES style. Mm. Uh, you're this little dude, um, and you're in this cave. You don't really know what's going on, but you talk to these little guys called Mi Amigas, I think, or Mimigas, which look like little, I guess, kind of That's bunny-ish Spanish guys. for my friends. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and there's this like doctor that's trying to enslave them, and it, it's or it's a cool story. That personal you... computers, the Amiga. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's an interesting story and really great, uh, fun platform action game. It's a cool game to like level up your weapons. You get lots of different weapons, lots of different things. The the game continually stays interesting, and the the most amazing part is that it's a free game. You can go and get it for free. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can get this, the website while I'm talking about, it. but it's, you can pay for a, a like a higher res version, but mm-hmm. the original is, is just perfectly playable. I had fun playing it. And especially if you like the old style. Uh, so just go to cavestory.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you can download for PC or Mac, uh, maybe Linux. I'm not exactly sure, uh, but it's it's a fun game. I beat it uh, not too long ago. Uh, I'd say probably a good 10 hours, between 10 and 15 hours worth of play, but uh, definitely fun. And I didn't get to everything. I, I, like I came to rooms where I'm like, okay, I, I know I need some sort of item or something to actually get whatever is here, but I can't get in. I never. I, I was able to beat the game without just whatever it was. Do it, Captain. I don't, I have, don't the, have the, the power. power. <laughs> Thanks, Ace. Ace. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Jim. At first, I thought Austin Powers, but no, that's not it. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, check out Cave Story and check out Sudoku by Freeze. Free what? Oh, you had to ask. Ha ha ha! I don't think it's Free Space. It's by Finger Arts. Finger Arts. I don't know why I thought Free Space. That's weird. Maybe I said that before. I don't know. But well, by Finger Arts. All right, Alice. Uh, I don't need you right now because we're going to transition into our 1.21 Game of Watts <laughs> section, <laughs> which I obviously don't have a bumper for. Okay. Uh, we were playing. 1.21 Game of Watts. Game of Watts. Did I say Gigawatts? No, Game of Watts. Okay. Uh, we were, <laughs> um, we were going, going to play Domo, a new game, Domo Arigato, Mr. Filmbato. Uh, but that doesn't really work oh, with just no. two people. So you'll have to come back on the next episode, which Retro Paul rewind podcast. Sorry. What? <laughs> which Paul will share what that is coming up. But for now, we're just going to play a quick, uh, couple rounds of the movie game. Which, if you didn't listen to our episode 91, I believe, is when we introduced it. Essentially, um, I'm going to come up with two. I'm going to say two actors who are in a a movie. Paul has to guess what the movie is. He then takes one of those actors, pairs them with another, and uh, I try to guess the movie. And we just go back and forth. If one of us uh, says a pair of actors and the other person can't guess, the person who had the two actors gets a point. If uh, you guess a movie with the two actors and then can't come up with another movie to pair the the actor with, you lose a point. So how about we play three rounds, Paul? Okay. We'll We'll just see who has the most points after that. 
All right, I'll kick us off and start with a softball to you. So let's go with uh, Emilio, Emilio Estevez and Lane Smith. Mighty Ducks. Yep. Lane Smith. Don't know her name. Don't know his name. <laughs> I wanted to say the little brother. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know to his say name. The main girl. <clears throat> so I'll just say Polly Shore. Okay. <laughs> uh, son in law. Uh, Polly Shore and um, Jim Cummings. Well, that just gave it away. Darn it. Uh, goofy movie. Mm-hmm. Jim Cummings. Oh, man. He's in so many things. Yes, but uh, what movies can you mention with, that he's in? He's, he's in a lot Frank of TV. Welker. Just about anything. Uh, Frank Welker. Picture probably wouldn't help because this is probably animated stuff. And I don't recognize yeah. who he voices. I'm gonna shot in the dark, uh DuckTales uh the the movie, Secret of the Treasure of the Lost Lamp, Secret of the Lost Lamp. Wow, I have to look that up. Well, if it's if it's not the one you're thinking of, it's okay. We can, no, that's fine. Um DuckTales the movie. I would be shocked if Frank Welker wasn't in it, and I would be shocked if Jim Cummings actually I wouldn't be too shocked uh if Jim Cummings is in it. I'm just having trouble thinking of other Jim Cummings Jim Cummings movies where he voices as a voice in a movie. I'm sure there's lots, but I'm just having trouble yeah. thinking of them. Well, oh, I was thinking. Oh, I know. I know. Winnie oh, the Pooh. Darn it. Is that it? Yeah. Sweet. And uh, Can you tell me who Frank Welker voiced? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay. Let me. I, I'm. I'm trying to find uh, the Ducktales. Okay. And then, um, because I'm looking that up, that would. Jim Cummings and Frank Welker. Rick Taylor was in it. Rip Taylor. I don't know who that is. He did the voice of the genie. Oh. Um, After Robin Williams, you mean? Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, Jim the Cummings was not one. in DuckTales. Oh, okay. All right. well, there you go. For the record, I was thinking, um, uh, darn it, what was it? The, the Frog Princess. Oh, okay. But you're talking about the newest Winnie the Pooh movie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the 2011 version. Yes. Right, what so other Jim one Cummings is there? Did the voice of Winnie the Pooh. What other Winnie the Pooh movies are there? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Jim Cummings, of course, does Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Mm-hmm. Frank Welker. He's usually in, like, other voices. So he may not be in this movie, though. Let me see. So you just gave me a point just to take yeah, the point it away. It doesn't look like he's not he, he's not in there. All right, fine. So you win That's that point. That's amazing. Okay. So Wow, you picked the only animated movie he's not in. <laughs> All right, Paul, your turn. Okay, so start brand new? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
should not be that I, hard. I know. River Phoenix and Indiana yeah, Jones and the Last Crusade. No, the <laughs> other one that he's in. Stand by me. No, the <laughs> other one. I don't know. You'd have to give me another actor. Ethan Hawke. Oh, Explorers. Yeah. That's nice. Ethan I was Hawk? trying to pick a softball. One that you know, we may have covered in our <laughs> repertoire of yeah, movies we fair. reviewed. Ethan Hawke, though. Um, man. You're lucky I didn't pick the other guy. Good point. <laughs> I should have, but well, that's not a softball. So I'm going to have to look this up because I know they're in a movie together, but I don't Wait, remember the name of the movie. Is that fair? No, it's not really. So I won't do that. I just can't think of another Ethan Hawke movie. Another point per paw. No, I lose a point. You don't get a point. Either way, I win. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, think, Francisco. Think. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Oh, no, that's not him. <laughs> no, that's Hudson Hawke. Mm. With Bruce Willis. Ethan Hawke. Why aren't you in more movies that I know? All right, I guess you win. Woo-hoo. What movie were you thinking, or what? Actor it was were you one with Angelina Jolie, but I can't oh. remember what the name of the movie was. I just know I saw it at one point. And spoiler alert: he's the bad guy. Oh, you didn't even give me a chance to plug my ears. <laughs> That's what you get for winning this game. <laughs> Out of spite. All right. Well, taking lives. Sure, is the oh, name of the movie. Training day. Well, even though I never saw that, but no, but with Angelina Jolie. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. And he's been in a lot of movies that I should have known, but oh well. Okay, that's been our one point twenty one game watch section. Good job to Paul for winning the movie game, and check out us playing an online version of that. Most Mondays on our Facebook group, which you can get to by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. Alice, will you please bring up the communication satellites? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Hey, Francisco? Yes, Paul? Did we cover Dead Poet Society? I've never seen Dead Poets Society. Oh, so we didn't. Okay. No. <laughs> that answers that. You sure? <clears throat> it's a well done movie. Yeah, yeah. Semper Fi. Not Semper Fi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Marines just attacked his brain. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. No. Uh, Carpe Diem? Yes. Okay. It's some Latin. I don't, Latin yeah. Latin. Seize the day. Newsies. You know. Carpe Diem. Okay. I don't remember that from newsies but no there's a whole song called seize a day that's what carpe diem means i know that's what Car- all right <laughs> uh we got a little bit of feedback from twitter not that feedback paul oldie but a goodie paul uh um diego who again is at latino lawyer said i second paul on replacing christopher lee with christopher walken is way better I still disagree, but whatever. That's fine. No, I'm right. You guys can enjoy your cowbell. Whatever. And I believe, did I think he also uh, sort of poked fun at me that I'm 
or maybe you did, Paul, that I want to live in a world without X-Men. What? I poked fun? No. There must have been him then. Okay. Yeah, he said, oh, Paul, I don't know. You'd have to read it. No, that's fine. But All right, never mind. It was a fun conversation. So definitely connect with us on Twitter, at Retro Rewindcast, and we'd love shooting, talking about the show or talking about other things you want to talk about. I just uh, tweet at us. Exactly. If you would, who would you uh, erase and replace? Professor X or Mega Man X? Definitely Mega Man X. That's totally the right answer. I agree with that one wholeheartedly. Anyway, uh, we don't have any other feedback uh, this time, but I want to announce, as always, um, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CasterVote, and you get to decide and tell us what movies you want us to cover. Just uh, give a thumbs up to the movies you want us to to cover and thumbs down the ones you don't want us to. Um, just for fun, the five movies that are at the very, very bottom of oh, the list. instead of the top. Interesting. Yeah, just, just in case people don't like scroll all the way down. Yeah. So, your bottom five movies. So far, well, right now we have 51 listed, 51 movies listed. So, 51 is Escape from Witch, Escape to Witch Mountain. Um, which mountain? That mountain. No, uh, <laughs> number 50 is The Negotiator. Mm. 49 is the Lost in Space movie from the 90s. Mm. 48 is the 1985 Santa Claus. Mm. And 47 is Jetsons the movie. Mm. So if any of those tickle your fancy, you, you're going to have to get some friends to vote them up too because they have a lot of town votes. Oh, like uh, double the number of upvotes. So Aww. there you go. But you know, anything's possible. We might yeah. get to them someday. Yeah, um, it's possible. It's possible. Uh. Anyway, angels uh, in the outfield. Oh, geez, slash forty-two. I think, but I forgot that reference. Hey, it's possible. <laughs> oh, that's a little kid. His friend. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Thank you for reminding me of that, Paul. Yeah, it's possible. And I want to say, what do I want to say? I don't even know. Don't say uh or uh. If you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best places to do it are in the comments section for this episode, retroremontpodcast.com slash 93, or in our Facebook group. Again, you can join by going to the URL slash group. Uh, now, before we head back to Nav Point Omega, Paul, what are we doing? Next time, we'll be going back to the year 1998 for the Truman Show. But oh. until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com, listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, support us through Patreon and PayPal, or PayPal. You don't have to do both. <laughs> you, you can do both. I mean, that'd yeah. be awesome, but you don't have to, no. Uh but you can also follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. But if you want to find me specifically and personally, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Very good, very good. Thank you, as always, Paul. It's awesome that I get to do this show with you, even when it's just the two of us. That yeah. That's just as fun. I uh, love hanging out with you virtually or otherwise. And, uh, yeah, just glad we get to th- do this show together. Likewise. Awesome. Uh, and uh, guests, where can listeners find you? Nowhere, because you're not here. 
Whoa. Um, <laughs> uh, but you can find me, Francisco, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. And if you and I'd like to promote my services as a web and graphic designer, you can check out my portfolio at fxrdesign.com. Thank you so much for listening. I mean, I, I love doing this show with Paul, but I also love that we have people that listen to this show that really enjoy it. It brightens their day. It's always great when we hear that feedback and emails of like, yeah, I was having a rough day and this, this saw that you had a new episode and it really just was so awesome to hear you guys. Um, so I hope and pray that this episode brightens your day and thank you for listening, subscribing, supporting, sharing the podcast with your friends. Um, but like a Pokemon trainer who isn't playing Pokemon go like the rest of humanity. Uh, we got to catch y'all later. Uh, on the next, on episode, the next episode of the retro, of the retro rewind, rewind podcast. podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, catch you all later, like a Pokemon. Retro oh. rewind okay. mission complete. So are you playing Pokemon Go? No. no. Oh come on! Everyone's doing it. Just yeah. like marijuana. Be a follower. Come on for some. Yeah, time. unless you're Ali Sheedy. I am. Need more input, Stephanie. <laughs> you know, don't change my grade to an A. Oh, second thought, change to an A. That's the wrong movie, dude. I did a different movie. I know. Yeah, we're that's... also not covering short circuit right now, Paul. Oh, oh okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I see. laughs>